Hello, 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 beautiful people. How are you doing today? I'm so happy to be back for a new episode of the Stand Out From The Crowd LinkedIn show with me, your host, Darin Benamara. If you're new here, welcome. I'm happy to have you with us today and we have an amazing guest. He was, he was uh, a senior executive for prestigious organizations for quite some years and he decided to quit and transition to follow his passion and a more entrepreneurial route. So before I welcome him on stage, as usual, let us know where you are tuning in from. We are happy to welcome you from all over the world. That's the beauty of social media. I know we have an audience in the US, in North America, in Africa, North Africa, Asia, Europe. So please let me know where you are tuning in from. So so we can welcome you. And without further ado, let's welcome Robert. Hello, my dear friend. How are you doing? Hey, I am better than excellent. Oh, wow. That's an answer. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So, Robert, thank you so much for being live with us today. Uh, Robert and I, and, we, and I, we have known each other for quite a few months now. We are LinkedIn friends, but we see almost each other like every day we engage with each other content. We belong to the same also networking group. So there is a lot of beautiful, beautiful things happening here on LinkedIn. So tell us a little bit more about you and you know what you do on LinkedIn. Let's start with you and LinkedIn. What do you do on the platform? What do I do on LinkedIn? I, yeah. I mean, I just kind of show up and talk to people. No, I'm just, <laughs> uh, you know, that's a really good question. So I, I produce content every day it seems like and it feels like i'm doing a whole lot and people think i'm doing a whole lot but it just seems like fun to me so in the mornings i might throw up a a good meme or an infographic trying to be inspirational and then i have um i have a podcast that i run and so i'll, I'll throw in clips from my podcast periodically i have a live show that i do on fridays and so i'll throw in clips from my live show but you know, really, I'm just engaging with people on LinkedIn, trying to uh, build a good community for myself personally and for my business. So for me as a person and for my business. So tell us more about your business. Tell, tell us more about that audit guy. Who is he? What does he do? <laughs> yeah, so, so, OK, so I, I've spent I spent the bulk of my career as an auditor. And for some people, you know, they they shiver when you say that they're like, oh, you're one of those people that we hate. <laughs> but but for me, the biggest part of it is you you have to ask good questions, right? If you think about the name or the word auditor itself, it means to hear uh, and, and to really listen and almost judge. So um, what I do now is a bunch of different things. So I consult with companies uh, as an auditor or as a business consultant. I also help people ask better questions. So I spent my whole career just really asking questions and helping companies save millions and millions of dollars. And I figured out there's a formula to it. And so that's a part of it. I help people mm -hmm. ask better questions so that they can get better answers uh, so that you can make some better decisions. But I'm also a writer. I'm also a content producer. Uh, so again, I have like a podcast, a live show, another podcast coming out soon. So I do a lot. You do a lot. And actually, you have another live show on LinkedIn the, with um, the ordinary guy or something about guys. 
Oh yeah, the actionable men. That's the me. Actionable men. Yeah, that's, that's me. One, actually, I like it. Oh yeah. Well, I'm glad you do. Yeah, we, you know, we we thought that LinkedIn would be a good place for men because men need to discuss certain issues and and we need to discuss them openly. So every other week we have different topics. Uh, the first week we touched on toxic masculinity, right? That, yeah, I was there. I remember. Yeah, I was there. that was pretty good. And then this past week, um, what did we do this past week? Oh, we did. Is the public school system failing our boys? So that was mm -hmm. this past week. Uh, and then next week or the week after, we're going to do uh, men in the family court system. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're yeah. not afraid to touch some topics that need to be discussed. Yeah. No taboo, you know, and, and, I, and I do believe to do it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. So now that we know a little bit more about you, uh, what I have been teasing people with and what we want to know, it's about your journey, your journey going from being a senior executive to a prestigious institutions to quitting to become an entrepreneur. And I found it very interesting and I'm very happy that we can share your story today because this is a question or a concern that I get from a lot of my clients or prospects or even community members where, you know, they are scared to first of all, make that transition because, you know, when you are comfortable and that you want to take a, a more challenging route, if I can say so, that's, that, that can be scary. But another aspect of, of this also, and that I see is holding back a lot of people is the fear of judgment and especially from their existing network. So usually people come to me with you know, the, 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 the concern that, okay, you know, I want to build my personal brand because I'm transitioning, I want to do something new, and it's happening a lot, especially, you know, due to COVID-19, a lot of people have realized that, okay, you know what, uh, I want to do something different for myself, I want something different for my family, so let's follow my gut and let's follow my passion or do something else. But they are concerned by the way their existing network, especially a network that, that they have spent years and years of building, how they will perceive them, how they will judge them, how they will, you know, like meet this transition and this new person uh, positioning her, herself or himself uh, differently. So can you, first of all, tell us more about your transition and what was your aha moment when you knew it was time for you to make a change? So here's what I will say. You should be afraid. I mean, it, it is- If it doesn't um, scare you, it's not big enough. Who says that? I think it's um, Tony Robbins. I, I, I think it's Tony yeah, Robbins. Yeah, I think it is Tony Robbins. Look, any transition in life is going to be scary. It's going to be filled with new adventures, new successes, new failures. And if you're not afraid, then yeah, something is wrong with what you're doing. But what I will say is um, when you work in the corporate workforce, uh, and I don't care where you are, if you're in the States, if you're in Canada, if you're in the UK, it's it's all the same. Um, you, you find yourself at organizations and some of them are really good because the products and services are things that you like and that you believe in. And then some of them, well, they aren't so good. 
But at the end of the day, you're an employee and you're working for someone else. And there's a lack of freedom and flexibility that you have at certain points in time, you know. Um, so you should be afraid, but you shouldn't fear it. You should think, what is it that you're trying to do? Um, are you trying to do something that's going to do something good in the world? Or are you just mad because you're not happy with the people that you're around? So I actually was in, you know, VP and assistant VP roles for many, many years. So about the last 20 years or so, I've been in high level roles in organizations. Um, I worked for one company for about 10 years, had a really good time, then found myself at another company where, you know, I, I thought I was going to have a good time, but morally and ethically just mm -hmm. didn't like with what I believe here, you know, in my heart. And um, I think when you get to that point, you you have some critical decisions to make. So a big part of my job is, you know, we come in and we essentially evaluate people and you find things that go wrong a lot. Um, and I found myself in a position where we were finding so many things that were just wrong. And in finding the things that were wrong, sometimes people get to a point where they shoot the messenger, right? Yeah. So the person that's delivering the bad news. Um, and, and for me, I know one of my problems, and when I say problems, I say that loosely, I'm very logical. So you have to know what type of environments you like. I like logical environments. I don't like people who come in with fluffy stuff. I feel like this. I don't <laughs> what feel. Well, what's the truth? So I found myself in an environment that was uh, very emotional. Um, that's not good for me. I don't do well with that fluffy stuff. So it came to a point, quite frankly, where I was so unhappy. They were unhappy with all the things that my team was uncovering. Either <laughs> either I was going to leave or they were going to fire me. Let's just be honest about it. Yeah. So you have to really make critical decisions in life. And uh, you just realize that security, you're not secure anyway at a job. So a lot of people no. say, I am so secure. No, you're not. And, and and I believe like you know COVID nineteen has showed us like not you cannot get nothing get, take nothing for granted. I mean right. your permanent position, your comfortable position, the COVID nineteen just crisis just wiped it out, right? Yep. So there is no such thing as security anymore. There's no such thing as security, but I will tell you, a lot of people are afraid because they wonder how am I going to make money? What are my friends going to think? Look, here's the deal. You shouldn't give a crap what your friends are going to think, honestly. It's your life. Um, you have to live your life in a way that best suits you. So if you can get past that, then you have to get in a hustle mode. You need to get some clients. You need to build a support system and a network. But as far as the thing about what your friends might think, who cares? And I don't mean to sound crass with that, but they don't live your life. They don't know what kind of stress you're under. They don't know, you know, what your financial situation looks like. They don't know the intimate details of your life. And if they're judging, then, you know, maybe they weren't friends to begin with. They are not that I like to say if they are not if they don't support you or if they judge you, then they are not your people. It's time to assess who do you surround yourself with and to move on. But let's back up a little bit. You, you said a couple of things that are very interesting here. First of all, you were in um, a corporate environment that you feel you were not aligned with anymore. 
right? And and, and I do believe this will resonate with, with a lot of people where they know that what they are doing is not aligned with who they truly are. And this is the perfect recipe, unfortunately, for being unhappy at work, right? And all the consequences that, that, that it can have on your, your family, on your well-being, on your mental health, and all of this. Um, then, yeah, there is no such thing as being secure anymore, right? We know it now. And I like, and we will talk a little bit uh, about it later, but the, the, the purpose of building a personal brand also is to create multiple stream of revenues. So when something doesn't work, you have still money coming into your bank account, right? That's what the, the, the real meaning of personal branding. It's about positioning yourself in a way that you can work on the 925, but then you can be hired for speaking engagement, or you know, you can consult on the side, you can do so many things, people, because people know you and they know what you are good at. And one of your strengths, clearly, Rob, is that you know what you are good at. But be, be, before we, you said it to me. Really? Again. <laughs> <laughs> no. but before we go deeper, let's look at the comment from uh, our awesome community. So we have people coming from Montreal, uh, from France. Bonjour. And it's late actually in France. Uh, we have people coming from Houston, Texas. We have Rollis, Mohammed. Mohammed, great topic. Uh, Mohammed Abdullah, uh, can you please share the guest profile? Of course. Actually, if you look at my caption, you can click on, on, on Robert's uh, LinkedIn profile so you can connect with him uh, directly. How to ask us some questions. So I'm going to ask you if you can share with us like the formula to ask better questions. How can we ask better questions? We're going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, here, okay, Muhammad, we will make this happen. No worries. We got you. We will make it happen. And we have Rollis also connecting from Texas. So, Rollis. our friend Rollis, who is a live stream superstar on LinkedIn, like you really. Got that right. Yeah. <laughs> so, connect with Rollis also. And if you don't watch his live streams, I strongly encourage you to do so because they are like amazing. And Rollis is an amazing host. So let's get back to us. The transition and, 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 and so it was scary, but you knew it was time for you to move on. Otherwise, they would have fired you anyway. So <laughs> that was a good calling. Uh, and one of your strengths, as I said, is that you know what you're good at. And that's something I, I found out. That's something that a lot of people struggle with. They are not, you know, self-awareness. Um, and being sure and 100% confident and aware about what you're good at and what you're not good at also is as much important. But when you know what you're good at, it gives you, you know, it gives you this, 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 this thing that you can leverage to do whatever you want to do, right? Because you know that you can do it, you can make it happen. So now you mentioned briefly the, 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 the fact that, okay, you're, if your people, if the people you surround yourself with judge you, then they are not your people. It's time to assess who you hang out with, right? But tell us a little bit more about 
about how you reframed, repositioned your personal brand. So were you using LinkedIn actively when you were working in corporate or you decided to use LinkedIn once you made that transition and then you built up your personal brand from there? So I'll tell you now, that's a really, really interesting story. I actually started using LinkedIn way back in 2012 or 13 or something like that. And I was working for this one organization that did not understand it. I was using LinkedIn and Twitter and they actually got a little upset that I was, I didn't know that I was building my personal brand back then because I don't think it was called that. I was just simply writing long form articles on my blog and on LinkedIn. And I got a lot of questions about that. I got called into the office, you know, like, like you do at school. When you mm -hmm. get in trouble, right? mm -hmm. And and I explained it and they were like, oh, okay. Cause you know, my whole pitch was even back then, if I'm seen as a subject matter expert for what I do, then don't you look good as an employer for hiring someone who's a subject matter expert in our field. And they were like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. So then fast forward, to uh I, but then I, I slowed down my linkedin activity and my twitter activity because i was thinking well i won't rock the boat so then you fast forward to about uh, uh 2019 or so i picked back up again and then you know around 2020 when i knew i needed to pick back up because now here i am doing this thing where i'm just doing different things i started back again on linkedin and um i really didn't know what to post and I started pro posting personal stuff as well as business stuff. And the personal stuff just started getting a little bit of traction. And I was thinking, who in the world wants to know who I am personally? Like, why, do you care? Like, why do you care about that? I mean, I'm, I'm nobody, right? Misconception number one when it comes to personal branding. Right, exactly. And, and so then um, I had, and I think I, I, think I, I told you before, January of 2020, I had a really nice paying client and I had a couple of other things in the works with some really big agencies and I was doing training in person training and it was looking pretty good. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and we are no longer traveling. And I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> what do you do now? So I quickly transitioned to training online. So I was able to make that pivot real quickly. Um, and it just went okay. I mean, it, it, so all of the clients that I had in the works, all of those deals fell through, right? Because yeah. we weren't doing training in person. And I mean, it was good money lined up too. I mean, it was good money. So the online, I, I was building that up. I started posting more on LinkedIn and I started noticing the personal stuff was getting like views out the wazoo, but that's not going to really pay the bills, right? And I started doing what a lot of people do. You look at the view count. View count doesn't mean anything. It's the results, no. you know, when people start to call. And I got to a point where I, I wanted to just give up. I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. I want to give up. Oh, and, I didn't know that part, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it. I just wanted to give up. And then around November, um, November, I joined Growth Academy. And that's when it started to change mentally for me, but I, I wasn't doing anything. I just wrote a check and I said, okay, I'm joining Growth Academy. This group is going to help me grow. So I had some optimism in me, but I wasn't taking action. 
So, so you can be as optimistic as you want to, but if you don't take action, then that's nothing. <laughs> and so around January, I said, okay, this is it. New year, let me start doing something different. And so I began mixing up the different things that I was posting. Some of it was about work and what I do as a professional, and some of it was just motivational stuff. And then I noticed people started calling me. Hey, we have this group. We want we have some training that we need done. Can you do it? <laughs> My first question, how much you paying? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good question. That's something that you want to know, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is. It is something you want to know. But I mean, my first question really is to try and figure out if I can meet the needs of the organization. Of course. Because um, a lot of my training is for uh, finance, accounting and auditing professionals. But then some of it is motivational training and motivational speaking. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I started asking people. How did you find me? And they were like, we follow you on LinkedIn. And, you know, I started asking what what drew you to me? And they would they would literally tell me, well, first, we like the motivational stuff that you posted. So we figured you must be a kind of nice person. It's like, OK, I'm not nice. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, and then they saw the business stuff and they said, well, we, we know that you know what you're talking about because we saw some of your very short, informative training videos. So I was like, oh. This thing really does work, right? Sharing some of who you are. Oh. And so then I was still in Growth Academy and Shanae, Shanae Murray, founder of Growth Academy, she would tell us to do certain things. And I would say, I don't want to do that, but I would do it anyway. Right. Um, and she had us showing up on video. She had us varying our videos. You know, sometimes we'd be outside just doing casual things. Sometimes we'd be going to check the mailbox like Nobody wants to see that. But then people started commenting because when I'm outside, there are birds chirping all the time and people would start commenting on simple things like that. Hey, we hear birds chirping in the background. That's so beautiful. <laughs> like, really? Really? Okay. You're interested in that? OK, great. I can do that. Um, so, you know, just just a good mix of things, some personal, some professional, some good stuff, some bad stuff, some here's what it takes to succeed in our careers and some here's what you can do that will doom you to failure. Um, but people started calling, you know, and, and I'm a bad salesperson. I don't want to call people and beg for business. And, and so I'm, I'm good with people calling me, but not. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was kind of the, the, the aha moment was people want to know you because they want to know, like, and trust you as a person. And the more they like you, the more they trust you, the more they really want to do business with you. And I, I did, the whole time I was thinking, why do you want to know me? You want to know what I can do? No, you want to know me. You want to see that I'm a genuine person, if, mm -hmm. if you think I am. And then you want to see that I'm competent. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's people working with people, people doing business with people. And so we want to know if we would get along with this person, if, you know, we appreciate some qualities that we see in this person before we even think about doing business with this person or hiring this person for such and such. Right. And so you said that people have started to calling to calling in and they started, you know, to commenting, engaging with your content. And, but how about your existing network? Did you see any difference in the way uh, your existing network would uh, communicate with you? Did you receive any comment, any messages? Hey, Rob, what, what's going on, guy? <laughs> how, how did it go with, you, with your existing network? You know, I, I've got to say, um, the people who were in my network have always been good people. Mm 
So I didn't really have that many issues. I, I think I had a couple friends call and say, hey, man, what are you doing? But it wasn't in a judgmental way. It was really, mm -hmm. I'm just curious. And when I explained to them what I was doing, my friends were just like, okay, keep doing what you're doing. So I didn't have any issues. Um, but I do have friends who have said, yeah, my friends keep asking me, why am I posting this kind of stuff on LinkedIn and it's not appropriate for LinkedIn? Or why am I talking about personal things? I have friends that have gone through that, but I didn't have that issue. I know good people. <laughs> That's great. So you know who you surround yourself with. And I see it often. The people you surround yourself with can make you or break you. So if you don't feel the vibe anymore, like change your people. That's okay. That's okay. You know, we evolve and grow in a way that at some point, even if it's hard, you have to let some people go in order to make some new space for different people to come into your life and take you to different level next levels of 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 professional and personal growth and um that's that's totally that's totally normal that's what life is about right and we grow at, at a different pace and we don't have the same life objectives professional objectives so if you feel like people you are scared to do it or to start showing up you know or to start being on video or start sharing your your personal life and i want to i want to really uh, uh, precise that sharing your personal life has nothing to do with sharing your private life this is a big right. misconception that there is out there where people are like yeah but you know i don't want to show my kids or i don't want to let people know what's happening in my life and that's okay your private life is meant to be private but your personal life when we talk about sharing your personal life it's about sharing your experiences you know your life experiences yep. related to you know the good the bad and the ugly the barriers that you faced at some point in your life but that have helped you become the person that you are today for example uh, something that i like to share with with my community is my morning routine I go on a morning walk every morning, 6 a.m. All year long when it's minus 40 degrees, snowing, like freezing out there. And during summertime, I'm always out at 6 a.m. in the morning. But I like to share that because this is part of who I am. You know, this is me working on my routine, working on being healthy, working on implementing habits. And all of these things that I do contribute to healthy helping me become a better person, right? right. So when yeah. we talk about personal stuff, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. There is a huge difference between personal stuff and private stuff. Like I shared the other morning, uh, I said I felt like a failure. Felt like yeah. a failure because, and I, and I know a lot of people commented on that, but I was supposed to have something delivered to someone and I wasn't gonna be able to make it on that date. And to me, that's that's something that's personal. It's not private, but it was a personal feeling. Now, I reached out to them and I said, I'm not going to have this today. But because I kept them in the loop, they were OK with it. And I just shared that, you know, and who knew it would get the kind of reception that it got? People were like, oh, no, you're OK. We all fail. Right. We do. Um, but, yeah, there's a difference between sharing that and sharing, well, something that's private. <laughs> exactly exactly and you will see me and 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 robert like 
every day. We are every day on LinkedIn consistently, but you would know nothing about our private life. And that's the beauty of it. And that's what I like with LinkedIn compared to Facebook, Instagram, or even YouTube. It's where you don't feel the pressure that you have to show your private life in order to become popular or to have likes or to whatsoever because the dynamic and the objective is different so that's the beauty of linkedin and if you're not using linkedin actively because we are multi-stream today on uh, multiple platforms i strongly strongly encourage you to start like being active start posting on linkedin and you will see and what i liked also about what you said and i can i can relate to to, to this so much is that I don't want to be calling chasing people like <laughs> don't want to be calling chasing clients right i hate that you can be an entrepreneur you can be good at what you do but you don't want to be doing the selling right and linkedin when you are strategic about showing up creating content you know, building your personal brand is that people will come to you, as you said, they will call you, they will get in touch with you. They will say, hey, let's get on a call because we have this and this. Like I have like inbound leads almost every day, right? Or at least every week because I'm consistent and I'm sure it's the same with you, uh, Robert. Yeah, well, and make no mistake, we are still selling. However, what we're doing is we're saying, here's what I'm good at. If you need me, call me versus, hey, you might need me. I'm not sure. You know, the, it, it's like getting those Bitcoin emails in your inbox. Like, why do people do that? Yeah. Does that really work? Seriously, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Bitcoin, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it versus it's like doing that versus saying, hey, I'm a Bitcoin person. If you need Bitcoin, come to me. Right. It's it's the difference between that. Yeah. And we have uh, uh, Rolis who says, Merci beaucoup. Did you know that Rolis speak French? He speaks French. I'm yeah. humbled, Darin and Robert. You are both amazing. Yeah. All of us, all of us, we are amazing. You know, we are doing our best. And also, you know, what makes the difference is that we position ourselves from a place of service, you know, like we put our expertise to the service of people. And it makes a huge difference in the relationship that you can build with the people in your network. So we we are hitting the 30 minutes mark. Um, so now tell us how do we ask better questions so we can get better answers oh. and make more informed decisions. That's what we want to know. What's the well, secret sauce? Here's the secret. You buy my book. I was, you know what? I was expecting that answer. I was expecting that answer. <laughs> so, so for people who want to work with you, hold on. Let me put it in the comment. I can put the comment here. Yeah. So, um, what's your website? My, my website is thatauditguy.com. <laughs> okay, thatauditguy.com. Here you go. But you know what? Here, here's what I will say in, in, in all seriousness and in all honesty. Um, what happens is when we want to know something, we approach it from a point of selfishness. And, and here's what I mean by that. OK, so let's just picture someone who is married and you are a morning person and your spouse is a night person. What do you end up doing? So Doreen, are you a morning person or a night person? 
morning, early morning, like person. Yeah, definitely. morning person. So let's just say if if you were involved with someone who was a night person, what would you do in the mornings when you got up? That what you would do is you nudge them. That's what you do. And then as soon as they woke up, you pretend like you were just kind of rolling around in the bed and somehow you just jarred them on accident. And then you say, can we talk? Now, you wouldn't get a good answer from them because you know that they're a night person. Hmm. So, we'll, And that's what we do in conversations with people. We come at it from a place of being selfish, how we would like to ask questions, what time frame is good for us, the method of communication that's good for us, instead of thinking about them and catering our communication to them. That's one of the biggest secrets. And that's what I'll tell you. I it, One thing I learned from years of being an auditing professional is that is catering your questioning technique, your timing, your tone to the person that you need to ask the question of. And I, and I just I just think the, the example of being in a relationship with someone where one person's a morning person, one person's a night person. It's a perfect example. I use it in my training and I, I usually set people up. I'll pick somebody in the audience and ask them the question and it never fails. You'll get somebody who is married to someone who is the opposite of them and it never fails. They wake that person up in the morning or at night, depending on what they are. And I tell them that's selfish. You can't expect to get a good answer from someone if you are approaching them from a selfish standpoint. So that's that's kind of your biggest. So to, to your point, actually, you have to choose the right timing, the oh, yeah. right moment based on the other person when you want to get the answer you are looking for, or at least a better answer for your for, for your question. Yeah. Well, and and you know, in a business setting, there's a lot more to it than that, right? Because what we do is if we are in charge of a department full of people, we feel like we always have to be the one to take the lead and ask the questions. And I'll tell you, when I've had departments with people, I would have certain clients that I liked and certain ones that I just didn't like because the personalities didn't mesh. So what I would do is I would send the person whose personality matched the client's personality to go and talk to the client. That's just called good delegation. So there's a lot more to asking questions than simply asking questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there is a, there is another book also that is very good. <clears throat> I think it's a crucial conversation, essential yep. conversation, something like this that is really good also for conversation. But if you want to know how to ask better question, if you need that audit guy, you know, who is really good at what he does, contact Robert on his website, or you can connect with him on LinkedIn, okay? Um, very approachable, very nice, very nice person. I know sometimes he tries, person. he tries, see? He tries to pretend that he's not nice, but that's not true, don't, don't trust him. <laughs> I am not a nice person. He's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all for, for us. Do you have like one last word that you would like to share with our audience before we wrap up? Ooh, one last word, yeah. I think everyone should learn to ask better questions because the quality of your life is directly dependent upon the quality of questions that you ask. True, very true. And that's very powerful. Thank you so much, Robert, for spending uh, this, uh, this 30 minutes with us today for this episode number seven already of the Stand Up From The Crowd with me. Yes, when you think that I applied 13 times, Okay, people 13 times, so don't get discouraged. When I see comment people, yes, I applied two times, three times. I'm like, 
<clears throat> I applied 13 times. Once. No, no. You know, and that's not fair. Three days. <gasps> it took them 13 months to approve me. 13 months people to approve me, right? So we are into episode uh, number seven. Thank you so much, Robert. For everyone, um, I will see you next week uh, for a new episode of The Standout from the Crowd. And little backstory, actually, I named this live shoot stand up from the crowd because of him because of that audit guy yes because my my show was supposed to be called uh the smart woman uh talk or the smart woman show actually and he reached out to me and he said you know um by calling your show this way you know like you the, the some some people and some men may feel excluded when you share like very valuable content so that would be great to have something that is more inclusive right but you know what i actually did though i actually asked you a question first i asked you is your primary audience women or do you want to serve men too see you have to yeah. ask better questions yes and so i didn't have an answer to that question because i work with women but i want to be inclusive right because i know my content is universal and can help everyone so i was like okay you know what i will come up with something different so everyone can join and i'm very happy that i've made this decision so thank you uh, rob for uh, pushing me you know to do things better i'll send you my bill uh -uh. <laughs> you don't know where I live. <laughs> so thank you, everyone. Um, yeah, and if you don't know how to build your personal brand, so we have been talking about personal branding. If you don't know where to get started, if you are confused, I will put the link below. Download your free uh, standout blueprint. So it's a five-step blueprint for you to get started with your personal brand and to set up a strong baseline to your personal brand. Because before you start posting, you have to have a clear idea and a clear direction of what you want to achieve with your personal brand if you want to make it work. Okay, I will put the link down below. Robert, thank you so much. And I will see you soon. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.